0: Hi, and welcome to Crash Course Catholicism, a podcast about Catholic teaching and why it makes sense. I'm your host, Caitlin West. Hey, friends, welcome to episode 61. This episode is on the Rosary, how the Rosary works. Now, I'm a little bit late with this topic because actually the month of October, which has just passed, FYI, is the month of the Rosary in the Catholic Church, because October the 7th is the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. So ideally, I should have done this episode a month ago. This is what happens when your ADD host is not great at planning things, so you're welcome. But look, any time is a good time to talk about the Rosary. The Rosary is one of the most beautiful and powerful prayers of the Catholic Church. So today we're going to talk about the history of the rosary, where it came from and why we pray it. Then we're going to talk about how to pray the rosary. And finally, we'll end by answering some common objections and questions and going through some tips for praying the rosary well. So this episode will be great for people who don't know much about the rosary and want to know more, but it will also be great for people who do know how to pray it and even pray it often. As I was researching this episode, I mean, this happens with every episode, I always learn new things, but I was kind of not expecting to learn much that I didn't already know for this one. And then I did. turns out there are heaps of things that either I didn't know or that I needed to be reminded of. So hopefully it will be helpful for you, too. So, first of all, what is the Rosary? The Rosary is a set of prayers that Catholics say in honour of Mary. I say Catholics, but any Christian can pray the Rosary. It's not just restricted to Catholics. It contains five decades, so five sets of ten Hail Marys. Each decade begins with an Our Father and ends with a Glory Be and something called the Fatima Prayer. The aim of the rosary is to meditate on some of the key mysteries of the Christian faith, key moments from the life, death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus while saying each of these decades. There are four different sets of five mysteries that you can meditate on as you say the rosary. And every day, Catholics are encouraged to pray one of these sets of mysteries So on Mondays and Saturdays, we pray the five joyful mysteries. On Tuesdays and Fridays, we pray the sorrowful mysteries. On Wednesdays and Sundays, we pray the glorious mysteries. And on Thursday, we pray the luminous mysteries. And by praying one set of these mysteries of the rosary each day, over the course of every few days, we meditate on the whole of the life of Christ accompanied by Our Lady. So, before talking about how to pray the rosary, let's first talk about where the rosary comes from and how it developed into the prayer that we know today. There's a story that's kind of been floating around for the last few hundred years that the rosary was invented by St. Dominic in the 12th century. However, there's actually almost no evidence to support that claim. It's kind of a legend that has sprung up and that doesn't have much foundation. In reality, the rosary developed very slowly and organically over hundreds of years in the Catholic Church. It wasn't like a one-off event that took place, or like the creation of a single person. So for starters, Using beads while praying is something that many people across many different religions have done for thousands of years. It's kind of a logical thing that people default to whenever they need to count the number of prayers that they're doing. So, for instance, archaeologists have unearthed a sculpture from ancient Nineveh that depicts two women praying, and they're each holding a circular string of prayer beads. Prayer beads are also used in the Muslim faith and also in Buddhism. In the early Christian church, there are records of people using stones, pebbles, and knotted cords to count their prayers. So around the 9th century, monks started reciting or singing multiple psalms at once for the dead. So they would sometimes recite 50 psalms in a row, sometimes 100 or even 150. However, Not all of the brothers were literate, so they couldn't all read the Psalms, and that meant that they couldn't really participate in this devotion. So eventually, an alternative developed, and they were permitted to recite 50 Our Fathers for the Dead instead. According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, it's likely that those monks used pebbles, berries or discs of bone threaded on a string, morbid, to count their psalms or Our Fathers. Threads of prayer beads have been described in written accounts from this time and even discovered in the tombs of saints from the 11th and 12th centuries. In the Middle Ages, these strings of prayer beads became known as pater nosters, pater being Latin for Our Father. So they were used to count 50 Our Fathers. By the 13th century, paternosters had become a popular item in the Catholic Church, and making them was a recognised craft. Now, in the 12th century, an early version of a prayer called the Hail Mary became popular for the first time. So a bit of background. Prayers to Mary have been around and part of the Christian faith ever since the earliest centuries. The very first written record of a Marian prayer – dates from around 250 AD. However, the Hail Mary specifically only really developed as a popular prayer around the 11th century, and it slowly became more and more commonly used. In the earliest versions of the Hail Mary, people would just recite the first half of the prayer that we know today. So they would say the words of the angel Gabriel – Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And then they would add Elizabeth's words to Mary, Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. So these are both quotes taken straight out of the Gospel of Luke, with the names Mary and Jesus added for clarity. In the 15th century, Christians started adding a prayer of petition to this salutation to Mary, The exact form of this prayer of petition was kind of flexible and it sort of changed, but it was usually some variation on asking Mary to pray for us, especially at the moment of our death. This second half of the prayer eventually took concrete form until it became the words, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So by the end of the 15th century, we had the whole Hail Mary as we know it now. Okay, now let's return to the rosary. Now, because the use of prayer beads was already common in the 11th century, when the Hail Mary was first becoming popular, people, especially nuns and monks, started using their Pater this chain of 50 beads, to count Hail Marys. They would pray a set of 50 Hail Marys in a row with their beads. This became a more and more widespread practice over the next couple of hundred years. Eventually, Christians kind of realized that this repetition of the Hail Mary was actually a really useful way into meditation. It gets you into that kind of meditative mindset. So while saying their 50 Hail Marys, people also began meditating on scenes from the Gospel. The set of 50 beads was eventually segmented into five groups of 10, and these became known as decades. And for each decade, the person would meditate on one aspect or mystery of the faith or the Gospels. The joyful, glorious, and sorrowful mysteries developed, the practice became more and more kind of refined and concrete, and in 1569, Pope Pius V officially established the Rosary as a prayer of the Catholic Church. So from the 1500s all the way up until the late 20th century, so for about 500 years, the Rosary remained pretty much the same. However, in the year 1917, a prayer called the Fatima Prayer was added to the Rosary after the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima. And then in the year 2002, Pope John Paul II added a fourth set of mysteries, the Luminous Mysteries, to the Rosary. And this leads us to the present day. This is the form that the rosary takes today. Now, before we go on to talk about some common objections to praying the rosary, let's first quickly go over how we actually pray the rosary. What does it look like to say the rosary today? Now, FYI, I'm going to put some resources in the show notes on how to say the rosary. So if all of this is new to you, don't panic if you don't take it all in now. You can go to the show notes and read more there. In fact, I recommend that you do. But for now, here's a quick overview. And as we go through this, if you're not familiar with the rosary, I really recommend having a set of rosary beads or an image of a set of rosary beads to look at, because that will make it easier to follow. So to pray the rosary, you begin by making the sign of the cross and saying the Apostles Creed. So we often say this Apostles Creed in church on Sundays. I believe in God, etc. You then say, one, our father three Hail Marys and one Glory Be. So this is a kind of opening set of prayers for the rosary. We begin by saying these three Hail Marys as a way of asking God for more faith, hope and love, the three theological virtues. After saying these opening prayers, we go on to pray the five decades or mysteries of the rosary for that day. At the beginning of each decade, you announce which mystery you're going to meditate on. And then you pray one Our Father, ten Hail Marys, and one Glory Be. At the conclusion of each mystery, we pray the Fatima Prayer, which Our Lady taught to the three children at Fatima. Once you've prayed the five decades or mysteries of the rosary, there are a couple of concluding prayers that we end with, including the Hail Holy Queen and another prayer that doesn't have a name, but just asks God to help us imitate Jesus and obtain the graces of his death and resurrection. Now, all of these prayers are written out in their full form in the resources in the show notes. So you can have a read of those if you'd like to. Now, many people, not everyone, and this is totally optional, But many people at the end of the rosary add something called the Litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So you might remember in our recent episode on Saint Mark G, this is the prayer that he was singing when he died. So in the Litany of Mary, we invoke all of the different titles of Our Lady, things like Mother of God, Help of Christians. And after each invocation, we ask Mary to pray for us. And that's basically it. That's the whole rosary done. (laughs) Okay. So some questions and common objections to praying the rosary. First question, why would you pray the rosary in the first place? So we've said that we use this prayer to meditate on the mysteries of our faith. However, do we have to say the rosary in order to meditate on those mysteries? Like, can't we just sit down and meditate on them ourselves? Well, the answer to that is yes, for sure. We can and we should meditate on scenes from the life of Christ in our mental prayer. There's absolutely no problem with that. However, there are a couple of reasons why the Rosary is a particularly helpful and powerful way of meditating on those mysteries. First of all, it helps us to consider a really broad range of mysteries and moments in the life of Christ. The rosary, starting with the joyful mysteries, takes us all the way from the angel Gabriel's annunciation to Mary, all through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. And it takes us through all of those moments in like an ordered, methodical way, step by step, that allows us to really deeply sit with the whole of the gospels. Bishop Barron puts it like this. He says that the point of praying the rosary is to look at the icons of Jesus' birth, suffering, death, resurrection, and ascension from a variety of angles, in varying moods, with different emphases, the way we might muse over a Rembrandt portrait. This is just the sort of slow prayer that the deep soul loves to do. I've also seen the rosary referred to by one Catholic apologist as the gospel on a string. When we pray the rosary, we meditate on the whole of the gospels in a really structured way, but also with a lot of freedom. Like we can sit and explore and pray with every moment from the life of Christ. But we also have this kind of tactile aid in the words and the beads that helps us to kind of keep on track and get into that meditative headspace. Secondly, The fact that we're praying Hail Marys during the rosary is also important. In the rosary, we're meditating on the life of our Lord alongside our lady. We kind of take her hand, as it were, and walk with her through the life of our Lord. It makes me think of, you know, sitting down on the couch with your best friend's mum and letting her take you through the family photo album. Mary is the mother of Jesus. She knows him so intimately, so she is the perfect companion to journey with through the scenes from our Lord's life. The rosary also provides us with an opportunity to show our own love and devotion to Mary. Now, this leads us to another common objection to praying the rosary, which often comes from our Protestant brothers and sisters. The objection is that the rosary is a form of idolatry. It's a way of worshipping Mary or praying to her as though she were a god. In response to that objection, we have to remember that the whole point of the rosary is to meditate on the life of Christ. Whenever we do think about and talk to Mary during the rosary, We're doing so in the knowledge that Mary reflects and leads us to the glory of God. The point of the rosary is to journey towards Christ, holding the hand of his mother. Mary's not the end goal of the rosary. God is, and Mary brings us to God. So to illustrate this, let's take a look at what we actually say during the rosary. Apart from a bunch of prayers like the Our Father and the Glory Be and the Fatima prayer, all of which are addressed directly to God himself, the main prayer that we address to Mary in the Rosary is the Hail Mary. So let's take a look at the words of that prayer. The first half of the Hail Mary, as we already mentioned, is taken directly from the Gospel of Luke. We repeat the two salutations given first by the angel Gabriel, and later by Mary's cousin Elizabeth. In these salutations, we say that Mary is full of grace, that God is with her, and that she is blessed among women. Now, these are not only biblical and kind of inoffensive facts that Mary is holy and blessed by God. They also reflect what Mary herself says in the Gospel of Luke, that henceforth all generations will call me blessed. And that's what we do in the Hail Mary. In the second half of that prayer, we refer to Mary as the mother of God, which is a fact that the church affirmed in the year 431 at the Council of Ephesus. And we ask her to pray for us. That is literally it. That is everything that we say in the Hail Mary. We greet her and we ask her to pray for us. So when we actually look at the words of the Hail Mary, we can see that there is no worship of Mary involved. There's a clear reverence and respect and love for her, but that's not the same as idolatry. We love Mary as a mother, but we don't worship her as a god. Secondly, there is no sense in which Mary is assumed to have any power of her own that originates in her. Instead, Mary is simply the human person who is closest to Jesus by virtue of being his literal (laughs) mum, So she's the perfect person to go to, to ask for prayers. Now we might ask, okay, well, why would we go to Mary to ask for prayers when we can just go straight to God? And yes, of course, we can just go straight to God and we should. I mean, the rosary isn't the only prayer that Catholics pray. However, In the same way that we ask our friends and family to pray for us, we can also ask Mary, as the mother of Jesus, to pray for us to her son. A third objection that people make to the rosary is that it's kind of an anachronism. In other words, it's too recent. It was only invented around 500 years ago. It's not a prayer that Christians have always prayed, and therefore it's kind of unbiblical and unnecessary. Now, aside from the fact that many of the words of the rosary are actually lifted straight out of the Bible, I find this objection kind of bemusing. I mean, like it would be one thing if the Catholic Church said, okay, everyone has to pray the rosary, and if you don't, then it's a mortal sin. Okay, that would be a problem because it's only been around for a few hundred years. But no one has said or would ever say that. The rosary is simply a prayer that has more recently developed and that has proved to be particularly powerful and useful for Christians, and so we're encouraged to pray it. If you think about it, in every family, there are always traditions that are more recent. There are some things that your family might have done for generations, and other things that you only started doing in the last few years. The rosary might be a more recent tradition, but prayers to Mary are not, And this is simply a form of praying to Mary and allowing her to bring us to her son that Catholics have grown to love and that has become an important tradition. A final objection is that the rosary is an overly repetitive and kind of meaningless vocal prayer. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. So some people point to the rosary as an example of doing just that, heaping up empty phrases. Now, to be fair to them, there is a version of praying the rosary that is like that, and that's not a good thing. If we pray the rosary and it's purely a kind of mechanical thing, we're just rattling off the words without thinking about it, then maybe we are just heaping up empty phrases. And this is true of any vocal prayer. If we're just saying words without thinking and without our heart in it, then our prayer isn't going to be very effective. But the point of the rosary isn't just to repeat empty words over and over again. Instead, the point, as we've said, is to meditate on the mysteries of our faith. The vocal prayers provide a kind of scaffolding that helps us to enter into those mysteries. But the words aren't ultimately the point. The point is what's going on in our minds and in our hearts. Now, if we are making a genuine effort to pray from the heart when we say the rosary, even if we get distracted, like that's normal and fine. But if we're making an effort to pray well, then the repetition of those words can actually become something really beautiful and powerful Because in the rosary, we're essentially expressing our love for Mary and for her son over and over and asking for God's help and Mary's prayers. And no parent ever gets sick of hearing their child say that they love them. Imagine if you said, I love you to your mom, and she was like, "Ugh, stop saying that. It's so repetitive. (laughs) No, that would be ridiculous. Moms love hearing their kids say, I love you over and over. So on that note, how can we pray the rosary from the heart? Because let's be fair, it is very easy to get distracted or for our words to become kind of mechanical and mindless, not just during the rosary, but whenever we say vocal prayers, but particularly during the rosary because it is so repetitive. So a few tips for focusing and praying from the heart during the rosary. First of all, we can read or listen to a brief commentary on each mystery before we start the decade. There are many, many commentaries on the mysteries of the rosary available. Some of them are just quotes from the gospel. Others are brief summaries of the mystery or points for reflection. So I'll include some of those in the show notes for you to look at. But even if you don't have a written reflection in front of you, Even just taking a few moments before you begin each decade to orient yourself, to briefly consider the mystery that you're about to meditate on before kind of leaping into the prayers themselves, that can really, really help to kind of ground us. Secondly, we can pray the rosary with other people where possible. Sometimes it isn't possible, but if you live, for instance, with your family it can be a really great idea to say the rosary together. Maybe, you know, in the evening after dinner. Not just because it makes it easier to focus, but also because it can unite you to the people you live with more closely when you all pray together. If you can't pray with others, it can sometimes be helpful to pray with an audio recording of the rosary, particularly one where there's some commentary on each mystery. Now, we have to be a bit careful with doing this because praying with a recording of the rosary, I'm speaking from experience, can very quickly become kind of vaguely listening to a recording of the rosary and not actually praying. So it's up to you whether or not you find that helpful. I personally find that it's most helpful to listen to a recording when I can also pray along out loud because then I'm less likely to kind of zone out there are some really good recordings of the rosary on YouTube by Bishop Barron and Ascension Media that can be really good to pray with. Thirdly, try not to pray the rosary while you're doing something else. This is so easy to fall into because the rosary is that kind of mechanical prayer. It can become something that we just rattle off. And sometimes the only time when we can pray it is like in the car on the way to work. And that can be fine if there's no other option. But... It can also become like a default setting that we don't even think about. You know, the rosary is just that prayer that I always do when I'm doing something else. But if possible, we can try to actually set aside time at home, time to sit or kneel without any distractions and focus on praying the rosary. Okay, a distraction-free rosary is not always possible. I'm speaking here to all of the mums and dads who are listening to this with like one raised eyebrow. (laughs) It's not always possible. But the point is that we shouldn't just automatically default to only saying the rosary when our mind is kind of half on something else. Fourthly, we can try to find ways to make the words of the prayers themselves kind of fresh and meaningful, to hear them as though for the first time. So while the main point of the rosary is to meditate on the mysteries of our faith, the words themselves are still important, and it's a good idea to sometimes spend time really focusing on them when we say the rosary. One way that we can do that is to pick one word or one phrase in the Hail Mary and focus on that as we pray. So we might pick the word Mary or the phrase full of grace or pray for us. And each time we pray the Hail Mary, we can put emphasis on those particular words and allow them to draw us into deeper contemplation. Another way that I have personally found helpful for seeing the words fresh, this isn't some kind of like official thing that people recommend. This is just something that Caitlin's ADD brain does in a desperate attempt to stay focused. One thing that I have found really helpful is to learn the rosary or at least the Hail Mary in Latin. Now, that might sound kind of random, but bear with me. Latin, first of all, it's the official language of the church. So when we pray in Latin, there is something really beautiful about uniting ourselves to the universal church. But also, when we pray those words in a different language, there's a kind of second layer of thinking that goes into it. It's much harder to kind of zone out and just say the words mechanically, and that can help us to remain focused on the words. Okay, so we don't need to get weird about that. I remember my mom saying that she was once in the car with a friend and he was like, do you want to say the rosary? And she was like, yeah. And then he started like singing it in Gregorian chant in Latin and she was like, this is weird. So, okay, don't be weird. But sometimes like if I'm by myself and I'm saying the rosary and I can feel myself zoning out, I switch to Latin and that really helps. Okay. Now, before we wrap up, one final question um, to do with rosary beads themselves. How should we actually use rosary beads or, or kind of store them or carry them? Should we wear them? What should we do with them? Now, rosary beads are what we call sacramentals. And you might remember we covered sacramentals in episode 26. So if this is something that particularly interests you, I recommend going back and listening to that episode. But for now, just a couple of quick points. Rosary beads are sacramentals, meaning that they are things that kind of dispose us towards the grace of the sacraments. They are symbols of an inner kind of reality, which is the prayer and the movement of God's grace in our hearts. So for that reason, it's important that we treat sacramentals like rosary beads with a degree of kind of respect and not to get kind of scrupulous about it or, or over the top, But we should try to make sure that we carry and store rosary beads in a way that ensures that they're not going to kind of fall apart or get damaged. So rather than, you know, chucking them at the bottom of your handbag, it's a good idea to put them in, you know, a box or a pouch or, or something that's a little bit more secure. It's also not a great idea to use something like rosary beads as a fashion accessory. So on the question of whether or not we can wear rosary beads... If we're wearing them as kind of like a funky necklace, not a great idea. If we're kind of discreetly wearing rosary beads as a way of carrying them with us, then that can be fine. And actually you can buy like rosary bracelets and rings, and that can be a great way of carrying your rosary beads with you. And none of this is to encourage, you know, scrupulosity or an overemphasis on these objects, but more to just encourage a level of care that reflects their imports as instruments for our prayer. Okay, so that's all that we have time for today. Today, just for funsies, instead of ending with our usual outro, we're going to listen to a recording of the Hail Mary sung in French, because I am obsessed with this piece. I think it's completely beautiful and I love it. So I wanted to share it with you. Okay, next episode, we're going to follow on from this discussion of the rosary. Instead of talking about a Catholic saint, we're going to talk about a Marian apparition, specifically the apparitions of Our Lady at Fatima. Oh, my gosh, guys, this one is so amazing. It's like absolutely mind-blowing. I can't wait to talk to you about it Have a fantastic fortnight I will talk to you later Okay, bye Salut Marie Complée de grâce Le Seigneur est avec vous Vous êtes bénie entre toutes les femmes. Et Jésus, votre enfant, est béni Sainte Marie, Mère de Dieu Priez pour nous, pauvres pécheurs, maintenant est l'heure de notre mort.